It's time again for Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies. Welcome to Talking Trade. I'm Sandy Siegel, president of MEJ. And I'm Ken Waslick, Managing Director of EM Waslick & Associates, an international business development company. We're very pleased and very happy that we have on our show today, uh, Damon Holter, uh, an award-winning barbecue connoisseur, grill master, and also uh, co-owner of Croy Valley Foods based in Hudson, uh, Wisconsin. Welcome, Damon, to Talking Trade. Welcome. Yes, thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. Well, thanks. So, Damon, um, I'm I'm a somewhat of a foodie, and I really like exploring different cultures and different foods. And anybody that follows me on LinkedIn can see that. Damon. Uh, Croy Valley, Valley Foods has a great story, and you started bottling your family recipe, steak sauce recipe, over a decade ago. How did this all develop? How did this happen? This is a great uh, development here. It's a great story. Yeah, well, I mean, it does go back to about 2009 uh, when we started the company, but the roots are a lot, uh, a lot earlier than that. I had a restaurant in northern Wisconsin that I ran with my parents, and it, we had a steakhouse. I created a house steak sauce that we served with every meal, and people really loved it. They always asked if we would bottle it or if they could buy it. And we fast forward a number of years, and um, I find myself in the restaurant industry for about 15 years, and I decided that I needed a change. So I, I sat down uh, one night with, uh, with my wife, Lou. She, she was my fiance at the time. And we were, we were uh, having a steak dinner and I, I looked at her and I said, you know, I, I finally figured out what I want to do with the rest of my life. And, and she says, well, what's that? And I said, I want to make steak sauce for a living. I, I just remembered that, that steak sauce that we had at my family's restaurant and how everyone really liked it. And, you know, she thought I was a little crazy, but I, I put my nose to the grindstone and created Croy Valley. So it was, uh, it was really a, a passion of the food that that I had made and, and really loved and uh, brought three items to the market initially, brought the original steak sauce and two other versions. And we fast forward 14 years and today we are in a brand new 20,000 square foot facility that we just bought or that we just uh, built. And uh, we've got over 45 different SKUs, everything from uh, you know barbecue sauces to wing sauces, seasonings, Bloody Mary products, and we uh, and it's been very successful, and we we continue to thrive here in the U.S. and, and abroad. That's amazing. I, I so enjoyed reading your story, and it, you know it's such a feel-good story. And um, I also love barbecue sauce, and you can tell you're obviously really passionate. Um, you know, oh, just yeah. developing and growing the business, but. I think what's really remarkable in your story is the international piece, um, you know, and, and, you know, barbecue sauce is, yeah. is somewhat um, iconic, cultural to, to the U.S. So to have um, expanded and, and been successful in international markets is, is, is really quite an accomplishment. I'm curious, you know, how, how that happened, how you you know, got started and, and thought to go abroad and, you know, got, um, got interest and, and, you know, kind of broke into that market. 
Well, initially, we had focused our business on the grocery industry here in the U.S., just like a, a lot of food producers would. And after a number of years, I just realized that the competition for, in the grocery industry is really cutthroat and the margins are pretty small. And I wanted to explore other avenues. And uh, we were approached actually by a distributor in Canada, and they were interested in carrying our products. And we were extremely successful with that. The difference was that they don't sell to the grocery industry. They are selling specifically to the hardware and home improvement industry, uh, barbecue supply stores, and basically anywhere that people are selling grills and grilling accessories. So mm. we saw this success in the Canadian market, and we decided to pivot our business here in the U.S. to do the exact same thing. And it really uh, increased our business uh, tremendously. So with the, with the um, success of what we were doing here in that arena, it got us involved in food sport. Personally, my wife and I travel all over the world now and we compete in professional barbecue competitions and different food contests, steak competitions. And that opened up a whole new world of, uh, of exploring you know, different markets, different people to um, promote our products to and sell to. And uh, we started thinking we had all the success in Canada. Why don't we look elsewhere? And it was really our introduction into the European market a few years ago that has really led to additional success for us because now we are all throughout Europe. We're in um, Japan, Australia, New Zealand. We are going into South America now. And we've utilized the lessons that we've learned and the relationships that we've built with other people across the world, especially those that are passionate about cooking and about competition cooking specifically to be able to take our business from, uh, you know, the, from where we were a few years ago to really the next level. It's been just a tremendous success and we're continuing to ride that wave and, and push forward now. Well, that's great, uh, Damon, especially your expansion into Europe and uh, Japan and uh, New Zealand, Australia. So you, you said you stepped it up to the next tier, the next level. What's the frontier look like for you going forward? Is there another level that you're you're focusing on or you know what's the next step here? Yeah, well th there really is and I, and it's hard to categorize it and say that there's just like one site other than to say okay I'm looking for world domination, right? I mean everybody kind of would you want to be a worldwide brand but in all reality, that's that's really the interesting thing about what we've got going on is that we do have an entire world out there that we are really readily connected to, you know, in this day and age. I don't know how I would do things without the technology that we have and without the resources we've got. But as a as a authentic as an authentic American barbecue brand, which is what we are, you know, these are products that we've developed here through use and through cooking and competition and restaurants and all these things, that authenticity lends um, real credibility when we're looking overseas. And as much as we know barbecue here because we've grown up with it, and you mentioned earlier, it's kind of culturally specific to America. Uh, there are other people because of the advent of the internet and streaming services and television programs like barbecue pitmasters and barbecue wars and all of these things that people would watch on Food Network or other networks like that. Um, the interest in American barbecue has increased tremendously around the world. So while we've grown up with it here, there are other countries and other cultures that are just being exposed to American barbecue now, they might be 20, 30 years behind where we are here, but they're, they've got a passion for these items. And, uh, and we can go into a, a new community and we might be first to market with American barbecue. So we're just setting our sights on, on really the next, uh, the next place to sell our products. 
Well, and, and no better way to experience a culture than through its food and, and you know, again, what a, what a great story. I, you commented on, you know, resources and lessons learned and, you know, how you tapped into some of this. Can you share with us some of the lessons learned or some of the uh, resources you used in, in maybe breaking into some of these markets and expanding and exports? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think first and foremost, it's about having the right boots on the ground and meeting the right people in the different areas that we're going to. We have uh, we've done personal trade missions uh, with WEDC down to Mexico. We've got one coming up to the Netherlands and we've utilized other programs such as IMAG grant and the branded program, um, different resources that even the USDA has out there to be able to expand our products and and get into new locations so just finding those things has been key but once we utilize those programs identifying the people that we can work with in different areas is is really probably the uh, most difficult i would say the most difficult thing to accomplish is finding the right partners wherever we go but once we find them we're building relationships and that is absolutely key to no matter where we are selling we're building relationships i i it's i think Personally, it's easy to sell products to a distributor or a buyer or a wholesaler anywhere in the world. It's really easy to sell. It's not that easy to get them to reorder and to follow through. And we are legitimately building a brand in different regions where we physically don't exist right now. So it's a lot of hard work, but with the, the um, right partners in those areas, the right distributors and people who believe in us and we believe in them, uh, then it makes the job a lot easier. Absolutely. I, I think all of international trade is is successful based on the relationships you develop with without a job. So again, a, a wonderful story, a feel good story. So thank you for that and much success in in global barbecue sauce. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. So, so David, uh, Damon, I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a case of barbecue sauce yeah. and then every place I uh, I travel, I'm going to bring a bottle. And we'll just there spread the word. We'll oh, just I, spread the word. I like it. I, I'd just, be happy to have you as an advocate out there for us. That'd be wonderful. Okay. Well, after this show, uh, I'll send you my address. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damon, thank you so much for joining us on Talking Trade. Real, really enjoyed hearing about your story. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Damon. You bet. You've been listening to Talking Trade. Sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies.